What is going on here? Are you sleeping with her? Vince, I'm gay. You are? And it's a wonderful choice. You're not offering her anything more than friendship. Of course I'm not offering her anything more than friendship. Can we go dancing? Can we go home and watch television? I enjoy gay people. Did anybody ever tell you you look like a peach? I just have a problem with my sister being in love with one of them. I am not in love with him. You can get close to a woman without sleeping with her. That's, that's news to me. We're back. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome to the show, you guys. My name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And these, these are, are the movies, movies that made us gay. gay. Welcome back. Welcome back. Another week. Another hot one in Pasadena today. Oh, my goodness. It's the dog days of summer. Hopefully the summer's winding down, but we've got uh, we've got another episode in our hot as hell apartment in Pasadena. With our returning guest, yes. Mike Morgan. Hi, happy to be Welcome here. Welcome back to the Welcome show. Back, First Mike. returning guest. Yes, and and you guys sat through my choice. We did. We briefly talked about it on your last episode, but we watched uh, the 1998 romantic comedy, The Object of My Affection, yes. starring Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd. Very young, fresh-faced. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd. Yeah, directed by Nicholas Heitner, which kind of a... Interesting choice for him. Mm-hmm. He had done The Madness of King George before this. Oh, that's this. why Nigel Hawthorne is in <laughs> 100. And okay. The Crucible with Winona oh, Ryder. What? And then really? followed it up with what? The Object of My Affection. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. Interesting choice. And then we should also say this movie is written by Wendy Waster- Wasserstein. Wasserstein. Yes. And I believe she wrote The Heidi Chronicles. Yes, indeed. She did. She's won Tonys and Pulitzers. We have a lot. There's a lot of talent involved yes. in the project. Yes, Let's just say that. And this also strikes me as a script that was probably written by a collection of people that were not credited to. Mm. I definitely got that vibe. Yeah. Once the like, you know, the the like library music was starting to get used, <laughs> I knew like this film had gone through a lot. It's a little piece together. There's probably parts of it that didn't test well, yeah. so they had to reshape it in the editing room. So yeah, so you really wanted to do the object of my affection. I did, and I know you guys are kind of like. Why? No, not at all. Not at all. It makes makes total sense. I remember watching this movie when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was kind of, as we were sitting down to watch it today, I was kind of wondering, what would 12-year-old Scott Mm -hmm. thought of this movie? Yes. Because it's sort of sold as a romantic comedy, and then it kind of takes some unexpected turns in it. Yeah, I would say it's more of a, like, comedy drama. Yeah. But, you know... I would say, like, especially as being, like, a young gay, I would go to Hollywood Video and, like, rent this all the time and watch it. <laughs> it has – it's supposed – it sells itself as, like, a sophisticated yes. New York. Yeah. Sort of in that, like, Woody Allen, uh, Whit Stillman-ish sort right. of, like, you know, sophisticated oh, New York. definitely some Whit Stillman vibes going on But, in this you movie. know, it comes out sort of like a bland studio comedy <laughs> mixed with that. It's, you know, there's yeah. some conflicting – so the elevator pitch is she's a straight woman, he's a gay man, she gets pregnant, and her big idea, because she's clearly in love with him, is to, we will stay together as a couple, in air quotes, raise the baby, but just form our own kind of new family, what we define it as. Right, and yeah. she's she was coming at 
at this because she was in an unhappy relationship. Yeah. He had just gotten out of a really bad yeah. relationship. So for him, the idea of sort of having emotional intimacy was appealing, but no sexual yeah. uh, intimacy. So she kind of got him at the perfect moment. And he might have had some internalized right. homophobia that we'll oh delve into. Yeah, for sure. But I was just going to say the reason why I suggested it was as a like 12 or 14 year old gay, this really has that like kind of safe, bland oh, man. boy band. That oh, is definitely yeah. gay male yeah. lead where yeah. it was very like, you know, putting your foot in the water. Like yeah. I was obs- I was like, I want to move to Brooklyn and marry a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. I mean, and then the reality of that <laughs> life. How'd that work out for <laughs> Did not. It not didn't happen. So, I mean, he, Paul Rudd is just like that kind of good looking that like moms love him Mm. he's like he's like super handsome yeah you know but he's also like i don't he's just like so across the board i feel like everybody's just like yeah he's everyone feels like they could possibly swing that guy and i was on the original bandwagon then because i was like uh, i was very like oddly loved this sort of unexceptional (laughs) (laughs) mediocre (laughs) film but it's because i was like obsessed with this idea of gayness and it you know it presents gayness as this very sort of like it bland. It's apple, a very nineties, acceptable nineties. Yeah, it's a very nineties version way of, of being which, gay. Which also, yeah. you have to give the studio credit for. In nineteen ninety eight, this is a movie that completely revolves around a gay man. This is a mm-hmm. this is a big movie. This movie paved the way for Will and Grace. I mean, kind of, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, and I was also thinking, what would have this followed? And I kept coming back to my best friend's wedding. That also because kind of the takeaway yeah. of that movie is that a woman's best friend is her gay best friend, right? Too, yeah. Because she Julia Roberts essentially ends up with a gay man in that movie, right? And Rupert Everett is actually gay, and yeah. he actually yeah. plays it way more comedic. Whereas, how what, how do you guys feel about Paul Rudd playing gay? You know, there's like those list of straight actors sure. who do it a handful of times, yeah. And he is one of them. I mean, but there was twenty years in between his two gay characters, right? Did he play another he, one before? I he's. I feel like has he's he done it a couple gay. more times? Well, we were mentioning. I was mentioning Ideal Home that came out like two years oh, ago. Right. Yeah, Ideal Home was like twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a good twenty years in between. He may have played one or two in in, in that in era. It was kind of fashionable. It was. It was. Yeah. Edgy sign like talented Mr. Ripley. Mm-hmm. And this object. Yeah. But then you always hear about a lot about actors straight actors saying that like they were told that they can only play gay a certain number of times Mm -hmm. you know before before it sticks you know or before it like ruins their career um or or just the rumors just dog them for the rest of their career you Mm. know um which paul rudd never really had no yeah no and i feel like paul rudd makes choices in this movie not to play it too cliche or for sure too Sure. Yeah. And if anything, he sort of plays it. We were saying he'd be on the asexual spectrum. Yes. The, I have questions about this character. Yeah, so do I. And it's not just Paul Rudd's performance. It's, it's the in lines the script. Dialogue. It's how yeah. it's it's how the character is written. The character is written really weird. I mean, okay, so he's. Which I mean, a person who would consent to this situation probably yeah. would have some deep-rooted issues. Yes. And, I mean, just the portrayal of gay men in movies up to that time, they're either, like, dying of AIDS. You know, it's mm. like, it has to be, like, a a, a selfless character, a magical gay. It's very specific or, you know, to the story. Or a funny gay. Or, yeah, but yeah. he was sort of oddly, like... And I think that was their big, like, step. They're yeah. like, okay, he's not 
it's it's not a coming out story. It's not a uh, you know overcoming HIV. Right. You know he's not dying. Mm-hmm. It's just we're in the middle of his story, and I think that was very like. The Pro- big thing, progressive, progressive at the time, time for yeah. this movie. But it just comes off as a little boring because I think they needed to keep it super safe because they didn't want to go too far. They didn't want, they they yeah. really, they barely sexualized him. I won't say that they didn't because he does fuck Paul later on. And he's shirtless a few times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. beyond that, it's probably supposed to be a star vehicle for Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yes. But then the way that it is written, you know, I mean, she does a pretty good job. Yeah. But it's not her movie and it kind no. of should it has it suffers from some point of view yeah. problems is oh it yeah 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 her movie or his movie yeah and it sold as her movie because she was the big star the big at the star, time so yeah. and this was at a time in probably season 5 of friends you would say season 4 season three. 5 three. where they all started three, that early wow season 3 friends where, debuted she's already looking for the uh, like door yeah. to get out where of where they it. all started to get vehicles yeah to, ver- to them. varying levels of success yes mm mm-hmm. mhm and she didn't want to just do some like bland romantic comedy, right? Yeah. So she did that. Which I feel like, she, and then she later fell back on bland romantic comedies. Yeah. Which she's just now, recently, within the last like five years, finally getting out of that. Yeah, it's the staying power of the cast is impressive. It's her, Paul Rudd, uh, yeah. Allison Janney, who's yeah. now an Oscar winner. Yeah. And, like, you know, I feel like Allison Janney at the time was very much like that that character actress that like mm-hmm. you knew when she was funny, but yeah, you know, she wasn't. She didn't have any kind of like power behind her being cast in a movie. But now it's like we look back and we're like, oh, it's Allison Janney as her yeah. stepsister, Constance, Constance who uh, had yeah. like who gave birth at like, Miracle Baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to make a lot of ageism jokes. But... <laughs> she has a child with Alan Alda in this movie, and he is. <laughs> About seventy five. I mean, every time like they there was a dramatic moment, we assumed like one of them <laughs> passed. <laughs> oh no, it's the hospital. Ellen Alda fell. Right. <laughs> and it's like, oh wait, no, she's just pregnant. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we you want to set up the plot a little bit, I guess. Uh, there's George and Nina. She's a social worker in Brooklyn. Oh man. Their portrayal of Brooklyn at this time. <laughs> and I think it's interesting because, okay, she's a social worker, but but everybody in this movie has these careers that they're just like, it, I don't know, like altruistic or just very like selfless. Like she's a social worker. He's a kindergarten teacher. But then, you know, Constance and them are sort of like gross New York yeah. media elites, like careerists. It's that like yin But and that's yang. To, also to show us the audience how like wonderful like – these two characters are yeah you know, because they met at a party right for like, the like new york elite and they're just like fuck these like rich snobs we're real new yorkers or we're yeah. real people you know even though brooklyn looks like an abc family set like yeah. back lot i love that they introduce um uh nina's character in like a, a sit down rap group mm-hmm. with all of these city kids and oh, they're yeah. talking about yeah. and they're talking about sex she's She's just one. She, we're going to talk about sex. She's today. one of the girls. We're going to talk about everything. And I love how they do it. It's like a panel on the view. Yeah, they're all like they're sitting on, on couch couches with like a mug, throwing back these conversations to each other. Jennifer's got like a wet ponytail. Yeah, yeah. She's you know, in and they like all a had summer like, wrap, like just like an easy sundress. And they all had like a face can of Pepsi or mm. like brisk iced tea, where they're like talking about like their man trying to like bed them or whatever. Yeah, and Nina. 
a social worker to teenage girls. These are teenagers, yeah. right? They're not adults. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So she's a social worker to teenage girls talking, having these frank conversations about sex. And she's fully just like, I love having, like, f- freely talking about sex and having sex. And she's never telling them not to do it. She's suggesting it. But she's not like shaming. It. I don't know. It's very like mm-hmm. she's, she's very forward thinking. She's with them. forward thinking. Yeah, she's ready to have a baby with a gay man. Yeah, That's how true. Thinking she is. Well, I mean, w- wouldn't you if your if your boyfriend was? Oh my uh, gosh, I know. Was this Ira from Mad About You? I think this film has like a oddly and uniquely heterophobic tone. <laughs> there are a few scenes yeah. in it where almost all portrayals of heterosexuality sure. are sort of either like grotesque or sort of like a, a comedic pantomime of heterosexuality because right. you have Constance and her husband when they're yeah. sort of like you know like uh, Punch and Judy yeah. and then Vince <laughs> who's just like I mean I hate to like be mean but he's just Nina's boyfriend is how did, completely unattractive how did, he swing, yeah. how did he swing that one he's a loud mouth yeah. he's controlling he's like a boorish straight guy just like yeah and then the one sex scene that they sort of hint at between paul rudd and jennifer aniston is this like really uncomfortable like it feels like it's going on for 20 minutes it's this like psychosexual breakdown where it just it feels wrong yeah like a man and a woman should not be doing i i feel like i probably missed a couple of opportunities of watching this with my mom and i feel like (laughs) hey it's got jennifer aniston it's got that cute boy from clueless there's like this gay like storyline but yeah. yeah so it's like i feel like hey maybe i would watch this with my mom thank god i never did because i feel like i would have jumped out of a five-story yes, yeah. building like it's like a five minute scene. almost blowjob oh my god her face is in his crotch which i guess that it's thinking us the audience wants them to hook up again i but i don't really know that talking about this do you think it's sort of like a st- like straight girl fantasy, yeah. Bit. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been in situations where straight girls have had crushes on me. Mm-hmm. Me too. And it's just like, I feel like I kind of missed that. Sorry about it. <laughs> yeah, everyone always saw right through me. Well, because I no, w- not in a way that where yeah. I faked it, but they knew. But they were just like it was this situation. Like I was the gay friend, and then they would mm-hmm. just like fall for you or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, I had a, quite a few girlfriends who had boyfriends, but they yeah. were like you know into like guns and fishing. And yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. you look very nice today. <laughs> you know, I was just <laughs> such the like idea of what they wanted. Like someone yeah. who paid attention to them, who would have conversations yes. with them. Yeah, yeah, and then eventually you'd have to be like. I like Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> or whoever. I mean, whoever it was. David Boreanaz. I know that you very Paul much Rudd. have a thing for Matt Damon. Um, the movie starts off and Paul Rudd is in a relationship, oh, question yeah. mark. Jolie. With, yeah. With, uh, when, you, when you have a name that sounds like French and feminine, you're yes. all, the audience is already suspect. Well, according to our good friend IMDb, uh, this character played by Tim Daly from Wings uh his uh, Jolie's his last name. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes, uh, Doctor Robert Jolie. Okay, I assumed his name was Joel, and then he just called Jolie. him Jolie. But his name is Robert would have been Jolie. Weird yeah, if you were to run into a couple and the other one called him Jolie. Yeah, if my name was jo- well, because Joel is kind of a tough sell of a name. So Clementine calls him Jolie in Eternal this Sunshine. Oh, you never so. call me Scotty. 
I don't call no, you Scotty. No, you never call me Petey. I'd punch you in the face if you right. No. <laughs> So, okay, so they're in this relationship with each other. They meet, uh, Paul Rudd and Jen Aniston meet at this dinner party, mm-hmm. and uh, sh- she's sitting next to Jolie at mm. the dinner, and she hates him. Which I think is weird when couples are set are apart. Separated. I know, but they do that. They do that in they fancy, that fancy parties, fancies, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like a thing. Yeah, like the host couple don't sit next to each other. Like she sits farther away. They want it's you like to get thing. out of your comfort yeah. zone. You to have spice conversation with other yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. And Jolie told Jen Aniston pretty much that he's breaking up with Paul Rudd. And he's moving out. Yeah. That, oh he's yeah. Looking for a place to. He's looking for a place to stay. So she straight up is just like, "Oh, sorry to hear about you know whatever. Like if you want to move to Brooklyn with me, like my room's available." And he's just like, "What the hell?" Hmm. And then we get treated to kind of the breakup conversation yeah, outside, yeah. where we learn that they were sleeping in twin beds. Maybe <laughs> he, there was like a line. There's a weird line where he says something about being twin bed friends. I'm too because he's about to turn forty. Forty, Tim Daly. Yeah, he um, looks fifty if he's a dad. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's what forty looked like in 1998, right? Well, because how, yeah, there's a lot of questions that the movie raises that it doesn't bother to answer, but it's a through line. Yes. We get multiple times where uh, the Paul Rudd character is just not very sexual, and I think this helps prime him up for the fact that he's okay with a committed relationship that won't involve sex. Yes. He obviously has some intimacy problems. Yes. And I also think that's part of the way to get the audience, the 1998 audience, to kind of mm. be okay with the main character being a gay guy. He's not one of those horny yeah, gays. Yeah. It's not like he's going to, like, the tunnel with his shirt no. off yeah. in, like, New York. Yeah. And the movie does kind of go there. Like, there are there are some other local gay flavors yes. in there that are yes. supposed to sort of be off-putting. Yeah, they're played for jokes almost. There's a leather daddy in Yes. It. Which, I don't know. what, And, and he's a doctor. Your throat and nose. Yeah. He's... He's fixed up by his brother, right? Steve yeah, Zahn right. fixed so, him up with a... That's uh, the other thing about this movie is straight people in it are constantly obsessed with... Fixing people fixing up. Fixing gay people up. Yeah. And it's just sort of like... They seem overly life. interested in gay people, which, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a <laughs> kernel of truth to that, especially when you're younger and gay and you're Definitely. first coming out and like... You would, are, you would really like so and so, right? Yeah. Like, mm. Steve Zahn plays Paul Rudd's younger brother, who also plays gay quite often. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Zahn is one year older than Paul Rudd. Wow, I'll have you know, um, he plays his younger brother, and yes, we were, were commenting that he, Steve Zahn, famously plays gay in, in Reality Bites, in a similar character to George yes. too, like yeah. a very yeah. sort of like Chased. button up. Yep. I'm gay, and I, Never, I am okay with it, but maybe I'm kind yeah. of not. Out, but like maybe just but I don't hate out. myself. Yeah, yeah. And but. do you remember his character on Friends where it's introduced that he's gay, and then you find out that he only pretends to be gay to fit in with all the Ice Capades people? <laughs> oh, okay. So and then what, wasn't he in a movie called like Happy Texas or something? Yes. And he played gay. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah. So there you go. That's three times for Steve Zahn, so he can't play out. gay anymore. Yeah. yeah. He's got to, so he had to he had to take this role. So he, he did. So and he's a womanizer in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has multiple multiple fiancés. Yes. Um. So, oh, so he sets up uh, Paul Rudd, but that's later on. What what we do see is Paul Rudd, since he now needs a place to stay because he kicks Doctor Jolie to the curb, is that he's going to go live with Jennifer Aniston in 
Cobble Hill. Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. She can afford that entire place. It's a big place, first of all. It's but in a she brownstone. does need a roommate, though. It's in a brownstone owned by Mrs. Uh, oh my god! Like you know, Morkowitz or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Some sort. Think of... of every single cliche about a Brooklyn landlord. La- yeah. Landlord yeah. sticking your yeah. head out the window and and commenting on Kvetching and anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you got and you got this woman, um, but the. You were mentioning it's pre pre gentrification, uh, Brooklyn. I, it feels sort of like they're the first gentrifiers. Yes, like, you know when kindergarten teachers at private schools are showing up to move in, gay kindergarten. Yeah, like the neighborhood needs to get concerned, and so it does sort of feel like the beginning the, of the takeover. The way they portray Brooklyn at the time, it's like, oh, what sh- what should we do? We'll go out dancing, but they don't mm. go to a club. They go to like an old people's dance class. Yeah. Yes. So is it like they're showing like the older... old people of Brooklyn are like that's who's still there, and and then they all died and the hipsters moved in. Is that what happened? Right. Well, because like in real life, they I mean, probably <laughs> there aren't a lot of minority figures in this a little yeah. here and there they yeah. sprinkle them in for flavor like they weren't living social in like worker. it wasn't like good times brooklyn it was no like, it's sort it's kind of fancy yeah brooklyn. it's like squid in the whale brooklyn yeah squid in the <laughs> yeah. whale brooklyn. <laughs> this is definitely some noah bombeck vibe i mean yeah. and yeah. with these films you always it's such a hallmark and such a pleasure when you see the protagonists like living quarters and they yeah. do a moment and you really see each room and when she gives them the tour yes. and you get that vibe it's sort of anthropology ish like, right a lot of wallpaper like, and his room was very small yeah. It was a, a bed and a nightstand and a chair. Well, he's only making it. mid four, yeah. low four <laughs> low figures. Low four figures, whatever that means. Um, Nothing good her, is what it means. Yeah. Her apartment makes zero sense because you walk in and it's the kitchen it, slash dining room right. slash no living room at all. She didn't have a TV. There's She's no very couch. cultured. Yeah, no TV in the. Living she's room. one of those people. I don't have a TV. She tells everyone <laughs> it's that she's in the bed. She's never but seen they're one later episode watching of Game of Thrones. In the rain in the bed. Yeah, yeah, but it's like a like eight inch television with like knobs on it that you turn. You need like a screwdriver to like put the cable in the back. You remember mm, that? Like yeah. you have to like unscrew those two little things and that fork. Um, yeah, she. It's it's a cute apartment. It is. It's a two bedroom. You know, it's a it's in a it's in a brownstone. It has a bay windows because you can sit and like. It had the little window take, seat with the cushion. Yeah, you know they eat a lot of ice cream in this movie. So much so Hagen Dazs. <laughs> yeah, they need to buy. Does Hagen Dazs only might, sell? It might have been like a product. Do they only sell one quart at a time? They don't sell a gallon of Hagen Dazs. I guess not. They're always eating. They're always out of the eating small out of the quart, container. sharing it. They did a lot. This movie did a lot of like TV. Like, or like sitcom-y kind of stuff. Yeah. Court of haagen they did the uh, I always, Chinese food they did containers the con- I with love the chopsticks. The Chinese container. Chopsticks also, right out of the container. Just the whole convention of we've just had sex, he really wants ice cream, which yeah. I don't think has ever been a thing Those in my sex life ice cream, like, oh, I need a banana <laughs> split. Yeah. They also do one of my favorite things, which is they say the title of the movie yes. in dialogue within the film. That's yes. like, oh, I, I get mean, it, so excited. It when took about an hour, hour and 40 minutes f- to get there. <laughs> and this movie has about <laughs> seven acts in it. Yeah, it yeah. it could be like a mini series. I'm sure they could like remake it. It's kind of it. like the Nancy Myers school of script writing. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, no, it is. It does feel like this could be like a like an HBO like limited series mm-hmm. that would be like six six episodes, but maybe they're hour and a half episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, but there's only like four to six. Episodes. I'd be. I'd tune I into the Constance it. episode. She, oh, she's gonna get her, definitely have her own episode. So Jennifer Aniston's stepsister Constance. I guess how, how would you describe her? So, well, the husband. Um, Alan Alda is a literary agent, right? Yeah, they, and so she, they keep talking about wife. book deals. I mean, she's his wife, but does she work or is she just her job is like society wife? I think so. I mean, she's literate. She wears a lot of statement jewelry. Yes. She marches into rooms. She's got her late in life a baby, the, a late, very late in life, and yeah. a lot of uh, opinions. <laughs> yeah. um, that's so she sets up the event where George and Nina meet. And then yes. she does eventually come to Brooklyn, and it's very. Oh, but much, she hates. She it. hates it. Oh yeah. man, it's too hot in that apartment. <laughs> and because that's where I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, uh, it's fine. <laughs> essentially, they move in. They start doing dance classes together. Yeah, it's very whimsical. It's every like straight girl, and I think every youngish gay man. When you you know, it's really important to have a lot of female friends. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you definitely you know they take these ballroom classes they've the charming older instructor who's always saying chin up and yeah. that line comes back 900 times Sh- the dance instructor has, has a, a coordinated eye patch it's she yeah. has one for every outfit right. it changes color i really like the montage of the seasons yes in the dance class i thought that was kind of a well-directed scene and so then yeah, eventually Jennifer Aniston finds out she's pregnant with her frumpy boyfriend, and she's yes. in a crisis because she doesn't want to have an ugly baby. Yes. So she... I mean, really, is does he ever do anything that bad for her to be like, "Fuck this guy"? He's not that controlling over her, really. No. The only thing that they really do to show that he's outwardly kind of like rude or whatever is he does get a little like he kind of questions. George's relationship with her because he lives there now and mm. he kind of brings it up a lot. He does, but it's sort of because she's already like pulled away and distant, yeah. so he's and just she grasping at any wants to fuck George. Yeah, so I feel like he's he just picking up on that. Yeah, yeah. From the jump, she's always like knocking on the door, like, "Hey, hey, do you want some pizza?" Yeah, you know, she's like a lot. Want me to like wash like, your underwear? Do you, need for you? <laughs> do you think she like went <laughs> through hand, his drawers and wash your delicates like, in a woolite? <laughs> Yeah, she definitely she did. She did. Hell yeah. Also, that scene where she asks, how did you lose your virginity? Oh, God. And yeah. she's and just like, like... She is shocked. She's shocked. To find out that he... It was a woman. That he, like, fucked a girl. Once in high school. Yeah. Like, big wow. Okay. Well, we can we can hear that. Oh, again. yeah. I was the first person you ever slept with. What is this, 20 questions? What? I want to know. Lucy Jane Parnell. What? Belmore High School prom night. Give her a real good time. You slept with a girl? Yeah. Well, Lucy was my high school girlfriend. Then you're not gay. What what happened? What happened? So generous. Well, I uh, went to college and found myself lusting after the football team more than the cheerleader, so I kind of figured... uh, gay that that was in the trailer 
Yeah. And this um, was probably be- before the term gold star gay had been in the vernacular. Yeah, mm, yeah for sure. Of a, of, a, of a gay man that's never slept with a woman. Yeah. And that's just the most, like, hackneyed writing. Oh, I lusted after the football team yeah, more yeah. than the yeah. cheerleader. And, but he didn't realize that until college. I've met gay men who also claim this, and I, I kind of judge them. But, yeah. I mean... It's one thing to never have acted on it until yeah, college. but to be like I did, yeah, know. I didn't and know. It's like, well, what mm, mm, really? I mean, come on, yeah. And I just, yeah, she's just, she's just so shocked. But it was, I mean, granted, threesome was a few years before this, but in threesome, <laughs> she was like, "Oh, you haven't slept with a woman. Perfect. You're do- you're not really gay." Because yeah. now we can introduce you to it. But, and, and in this movie, she's like, oh, you have slept with a woman. Perfect. I'm going to slide in there. So this is kind of Nina thinking that she has some sort of a shot. I'm going to slide I, into those DMs. I think so. And yeah. I mean, would you blame her? I mean, when you want something, you engage yeah, in any little, thing Yeah, thing. any little thing <laughs> that she can like hold on. Like, oh, perfect. That's my in. Yeah. Literally. What kind of perfume did, did Lucy, Lucy, Jane Parnell. Lucy Jane Parnell wear? Because I'm, I'm going to go out and buy uh, Love's Baby Soft or whatever it was that she was wearing in, in high school. CK1. I love later. Yeah, at that point, it would have been CK1. Definitely. I wouldn't know. But they're old. You're right. You're they're right. older. They're, yeah. yeah. It so by like the time they were in high school. Yeah. Do you remember exclamation? Yes. <laughs> I had I an do. older sister. Yeah. I used to like, I was obsessed with the bottle. It was a bottle oh, okay. of perfume in the shape of an exclamation yeah. point, And you could like pull the top off and it smelled. I mean, it smelled like. Pop off like vodka <laughs> with like a hint of like gardenia. I, used, I don't know. I used to like going going to dances, and when girls would wear, it was called sunflowers. Mm, I remember that one there, too. Remember sunflowers? I love. Well, because when I was a kid, I didn't know that like. I thought perfume bottles in that little, like, hairspray-like can yeah. was, like, so convenient. Yeah, oh, yeah. But it was obviously, like, a signifier that it's, like, <laughs> extremely cheap, cheap and, like, not of a good quality. But I was like, store. that's just yeah. so convenient. And when you do one spray, it it's really like drenches you. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> it's like a, like, elephant sneeze on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I remember my mom had... Elizabeth Taylor perfumes, oh, yeah. and I was obsessed with those. White those diamonds. bottles were amazing. The yeah. one that was purple—that's poison. I think she had that one. Yeah. It sort of looked like the dark crystal. And I you think. Could, like, I the top pretty off. sure that that was poison. She had that one. Yeah, she liked to. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> some like insight into my mother. Yeah, that she went for poison hey. over white diamonds. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Um. So then Jennifer Aniston is pregnant, and she d- decides to go to a carnival. Which, Which I don't know if that's probably <laughs> the what I would be doing if I found out that I was pregnant. That's where no. she tells Paul Rudd. That's where she drops the bomb, like, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't think I'd be getting on like a roller coaster. Like a though. Coney Island roller coaster? And she really like dresses up for the event, oh, too. Man. She puts on like an overall and a yellow cardigan and this, like a, a hat. A lot, a, lot of, of, a lot of good hats on Jen in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of knitwear... A lot of it were oh, on yeah. everybody, and then the hats were all like a woven kind of like vibe. Yeah, but would you, like kind of the blossomy type hats? Yes, yeah, yeah. and her hair is just so like cocker spaniel. Yeah, yeah, very ears. Just kind of like flow, like windswept, mm-hmm. beachy. Um, this the wardrobe in this movie just reads like period gap. 
Yeah, yeah it feels right. like late '90s Gap, Banana Republic. Yeah, yeah Banana Republic. Uh, sure. Maybe Packies. a little J Crew creeps yes, in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought you know, and we talked about it. Like we realized that Paul Rudd has an ass. Oh, he has man, a pretty he's good ass. ass. Because yeah. he's generally in a garbage bag fitting <laughs> pants, but it's a like lot of, struggling a lot of, to show itself. A lot it's of like, white I'm cats. still here. I'm still here. Oh, yeah. It, it shines through, especially in jeans. Whenever he's yeah. like walking away from the camera, yeah. it's just suddenly like, Yeah, hate to Whoa. see him go, but love to see him walk away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, is that one scene something like I mean I close enough you got what I was saying that one scene where we noticed Paul Rudd's chest hair yeah there were he's shirtless a few times yeah. I mean that's the scene though where she is really where she's shoving trying to, her hands trying down to go down hands. on him yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, very uncomfortable scene. I didn't like that at all. And was and was the point of it to be that uncomfortable? Or it felt because it's not like we're just being like, "Ew, girls, gross." Yeah. No, it's there's something about the scene that's just so unsettling. Yeah. because it it's already that imbalance where she's be, so into him, and yeah. he's just think, sort of like, maybe. Do you yeah. think both of the actors played it like that? Well, or think I, that I think there's actually some like decent acting. No, going there is, on. and. Uh, to my earlier point about Paul Rudd being that kind of like safe attractive, like the kind of attractive that like your mom just is like, mm-hmm. oh, he's so cute and he is so cute and he's just dreamy and I just like just like looking at him and I just want him to like mm-hmm. sit on the couch and like Eat read, read a book or something. But like I'm not. I don't feel like, yeah, he's fucking sexy. You know what I mean? I'm he not doesn't like, feel like CD gay like yeah. Paul does. Like I don't, okay. like, don't want to see him like in a juxta. I don't know. Maybe Paul is going to be like huffing ass. like the other one. Well, we'll get yeah, to Paul later, yeah. but there's another gay character down the line. But you know what I mean? Like he's not overtly like sexy or sexualized. No, no. I was going to so, say Paul, which is like going to be like huffing like poppers, poppers or something, yeah. and like poppers soaked like jockstrap, like the, like the back room that, of a. Of like a club or something. I don't know that George has done poppers. No, in George does not care for poppers. George has if if okay, but maybe Joel Jolie like brought him around and George tried him. But oh, didn't Jolie like it. is all about like he's like choking him and like having him. Yeah. He's like giving him poppers and he's like no and like pretending right. to like have. But like okay, so George is the kind of gay that like on his online dating profile, which he at that time it would have been. Uh, maybe gay.com gay.com yeah gay.com maybe then, mm. what was the one that was yeah. like man I don't think he's on manhunt manhunt I don't know that he would you don't think he would have gone to manhunt no he would have done gay.com and, but his whole his profile he would have been the guy and there's a lot of them still to this day who put like uh like not into like this scene, not into this scene in like quotation sure. marks you know they don't like gay bars they don't like mm. gay bars yeah all that Mm-hmm. Not that kind. Yeah. Don't send me a dick. You know the yeah. ones that are like, don't send me photos. This isn't yeah. a, a sauna. Yeah, those kind of guys are yeah. just too good for it. Fuck that. You kind thought of guy. that? I don't know. I have a soft spot. <laughs> I think George is just sort of like boring and asexual. We were saying also he kind of has yeah. like a little bit of like Pete Buttigieg vibes. Oh my bit. god! Yeah. Like you know, like oh folksy, like yeah, gee whiz. Like yeah. Bo- yeah, like boxer shorts, mm-hmm. like not even adventurous in like underwear where nobody can see it. Like oh he's, yeah, does he? We see him in his underwear. Right? We see him in underwear, and they look kind of like a like a flannel boxer or like maybe like a jersey he likes boxer. A robe too. A sh- it a was sta- a shorty it was a, robe, and it was red. Yeah, it was a red shorty Crimson. robe. So yeah, yeah, it a little bit of a statement. I thought it was interesting when uh, he was going to the fr- the fridge right after he had. Sex with Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you love that. Just you a love towel. that scene. It's a great scene. I think that's your favorite. He's scene in a in the towel. Movie. You it up Shirtless, man. Shirtless in a towel. So you're still up. It's yeah, three a.m. 
She was listening to them. He fuck. must have been giving it to Paul. Yeah, too, that's late. They didn't. Yeah. We saw they and they had. Okay, this well, was this is after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner. dinner. Paul okay, Paul some time. <laughs> Paul has like Paul has some Cirque de Soleil uh, digestive. Well, yeah, systems. I was gonna say he he needed He's a little. He's got a magical. Time. Yeah, maybe he brought a, a fleet with he him. Might have. We were so, talking about. We wish George was more like overtly co- coded gay and engaged in like the things that gay men do that make straight people a little more uncomfortable because <laughs> it would have just added such a level of like comedy that Let's, was it the movie sorely needed that's yes. how, a little bit of bad taste yes and the movie the, has no none, bad none that's how all. the movie would be made it's now. too yeah. tasteful it's a little too discreet and yeah. tasteful mm-hmm. okay let's say for the benefit of of george's character and movies typically age down their actors so let's say he's about 26 yeah right so george could be 26 in the late 90s which means he was in high school in uh the late Later 80s. Yes. Right? So in the later 80s in high school, he didn't want to come out. He barely barely accepted liking the football team until his college years, and now it's the early 90s. The real world is on. Mm-hmm. He sees Norman, who's bisexual. So let's say George had like a bisexual phase for a while. Mm-hmm. It's taken a long time for George to come to where he is accepting of himself. So he's barely dipping his toe. Oh, definitely. I would say you know? I would say this character probably came out at like 26. No. No, 22. 22. Oh, no. I think, college, I think later. In, well, yeah, he said he, he has like, a fling, remember, that's a uh, nursery? Yeah. And yeah. that guy was a hoe. He was like, <laughs> he was like ready to like take Paul into the back, like yeah. get into a crib. Oh, yeah, and, that like, guy do was some like, stuff and yeah. like a like $4,000 crib. I'm about to close up this crib store. <laughs> yeah, so basically, uh, after, you know, initially, Paul Rudd's like, no, I can't raise a baby. And yeah. then he, there's this, like, really awful, convoluted, borderline offensive scene where he sees a father and son playing baseball and suddenly changes his mind. And yeah. he's like, maybe he I that, can raise a kid. He thought that he was trying to pick up the dad. We yeah. really did. You did. did. You were like, like That's he's really- just, just going to go find this Dilf playing catch with his son in the middle of the day. I mean... That's bold, and but then it was no, it was not to be. It was I'll raise a baby without sex. Yeah, which is what like ninety percent of our parents did. So, <laughs> I feel like when when it gets there and Nina fully just like goes off on him about like you're not allowed to fuck anybody in this house because we're gonna raise this unborn baby together. So weird. was That's, that the, was that the deal from the beginning? No, her deal was that, that was later on. That was just her and her feelings. Yeah, she was I hormonal. think that I think that Nina didn't quite think all of this through. No, no. I, she expected them both. I think to just yeah. be celibate and just be loyal well, to each or, other. Or you know, she was like, "You can have sex with people. You just can't like be in love with people." Yeah, which is weird. Also, yeah. we should probably talk about Paul's relationship with this older man too. Which oh well, is, we haven't even introduced. I know, which is introduced interesting. We should probably just introduce well, that he meets. Well, Doctor Jolie calls him back out of the blue. Yes, and right. is like, "We, sh- you know, I've been they thinking about Hamptons, you." Right? Yeah, and they take a trip together. But George accepts the trip. But when he's there, he's not ready to sleep in the same bed with him. He requests, so he requests twin no. beds. Yeah, and for some reason, everyone else is out there too. It's a whole thing. That's a very, yeah. but that's a very New York thing. That. They went well. No, we see that in movies and TV shows. Essentially, uh, George went out because uh, Do- Jolie was doing like a conference. Yes, and then at the same time, 
Jennifer Aniston's character Nina is out there on the Hamptons because you know she's she goes to stay with the sister who's fabulously yes. wealthy. Yes. Um, and Steven Spielberg and oh yes, <laughs> and Peter Jennings, <laughs> Peter Jennings. and uh, uh, your cat, your favorite person, Twink Kaplan. Twink Kaplan. Yeah, <laughs> they're all just having a dinner party. They're all having a soak in the right. hot tub. <laughs> so, but first though, we didn't. I do want to talk about the crib scene. Yes, he agrees to the prep, the premise. Everything's great. They go to a. Um, a like a fancy baby store. A fancy baby store, and we finally get like the first hint that like the Paul Rudd character is a sexual being. Yes. Because there's this, you know, guy that works there who's just like eyeing Paul Rudd up and down. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, hey, how have you been? He puts his, he puts his hand on his yeah. stomach. Yeah. And like Jennifer An- Aniston is just sit- sitting there holding like a stuffed animal and yeah. just looks so sad and is like <laughs> dying like, oh, alone oh, in the oh, scene. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, George? Oh. And then she goes home and she's like, you know, if you want to like bang him, I'll just sit on the yeah, couch while you have that, sex. Yeah, and was she weird. was very like, I'm a cool yeah. straight. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not like other straight. I'm not like the other girls. <laughs> I'm a cool girl. Yeah, that was weird. She was very much like, you should call him. You should call him. Have him over tonight. So she does sort of set up. It's okay. Yeah. You can have sex, but, you know, we're going to be committed to raising a baby. But then when it actually happens and it gets too close, she totally takes it back. She totally does a 360. She does. 180? But the way that that happens is they go out to the Hamptons and then at this, like, boring, pretentious uh, college lecture. lecture. It's like a a lit lecture. It's about um, Shakespeare or um, musical adaptations of classic literature. And it's like a panel. Like yeah, just and one of them is Nigel Hawthorne, who mm-hmm. is friends with the director, who was in The Madness of King George, and he's there with this like like fourteen year old. I mean, oh, Paul man. is like yeah. The there's this gay couple. It's a very May December, like May first, December yeah thirty first. <laughs> it's like Father Time and Baby New Year. It is like uncomfortable when yeah. you see it. You're like they and they even make the jokes during it. Jolie does the one time you're on his side where he's like he's paying him by the hour yeah like but they're also kind of ambiguous about their relationship because he's they very much yeah they're almost roommates do you think they're having sex they have they have they have they have well because we learn that he lives at his place and that he was his mentor he's kind of a sugar daddy because he's supporting him as he's trying to find work as an actor. As an actor, yeah. Right, because Nigel Hawthorne is a literary critic of some sort. Sure. Or a film Something critic. like that. Even, and, But he sits on college lecture. Uh, I mean, we're not. It's let's very not, money. Yeah. Um, it's not worth. <laughs> so, essentially, they're sitting there watching this lecture, and, and Paul Rudd and Paul, the young, mm-hmm. like, potential sex worker yeah. escort, <laughs> run out of the building just giggling at the, like, pretentiousness they, yeah, of this Yeah, they lecture. can't even hold And then they, they just start bonding, and uh, Paul Rudd, you know, he's been around Jennifer Aniston, so he's just been, like, around, like, this, like, straight, desperate pregnant woman, woman, pregnant woman. Yeah. He, needs to, he just starts pouring his he, guts out, like, yeah. the first gay man I ever had. He needs to release a, something. Yeah, and so they oh. go they go skinny-dipping. Yeah, they pretty much. I don't think they go skinny dipping. They got into their underwear, underwear and then they start wrestling in the water. Yeah, I mean, clearly, like George is really pent up, and I think you would be too. Oh yeah, for sure. Around a pregnant woman who is in love with you that you're not attracted to, but you had convinced yourself you can live with for the rest of your life. Yeah, for the forever. Oh my goodness. And so we learn there's this like punchline that they set up that gets eventually paid off. We learn the first person he 
hit on. Oh, yeah. He, right, wanted to read Walt Whitman poetry, too, which gives you more insight into his lameness. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was a rower. Because initially, in the earlier scene, during the uncomfortable 40-minute potential almost (laughs) blowjob sexual (laughs) assault scene, Jennifer Aniston starts it out with, well, who... Who are you attracted to? And we all lean in because we're like, we want to know yeah. like, what's George's kink. Is he like older, younger, close to death, money, yeah. like what? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, junior, I, I slept with a girl, and you're just like, oh. yeah. It just like it's like he turned right, and we were expecting you to go left. So finally, and we, w- when he talks about sleeping with the girl, he kind of gets super defensive about it. He's yeah. like, yeah, what of it? I fucked her good. And yeah, like, yeah. Okay. He seems pretty. He seems on, pretty George. proud of it. Yeah, I know. But then at least we finally get. He was into a rower. So yeah. he likes a rower. So he likes an athlete. Yeah. Um, and he tried to read him Walt Whitman. It yeah, didn't work which, out. I mean, that's not going to work. So then he, for some reason, for reasons unclear to the audience, starts a relationship <laughs> with this younger person and doesn't tell Jennifer Aniston yeah. at all about it. Um, yeah, which is weird. And the film's not very judgmental of him, which I think is odd. Like, usually these films take points of view where, you know, they let the character sort of realize what they were doing is wrong. And this film's sort of, like, not that interested. Well, this is when the movie's tone, I think, shifts. Yeah. It goes from a romantic comedy to I'm not quite sure what it's going for. To, like, yeah, like, melodramatic. drama. Yeah. So then he starts seeing Paul, clearly the older one, Rodney, that's yeah. Nigel Hawthorne. And he just gets strung along. He gets wind of it pretty yeah. early on. But he's like a wizened older gay who's yes. used to a lifetime of disappointment yes. and heartbreak. So he's so taking like, it all with So like, like they're dude. almost in a thruple. Yeah. <laughs> they're almost in like a like a threesome relationship. Except George and Rodney are not. Yes. Yeah. Don't give a shit about each other. No. What do you guys think about uh, Paul? Yay or nay? Do you uh, ship George I'm gonna, and Paul? I don't know. No. I it's ship a, them it, because it's somebody. But. It's a weird character, but it's a, it's a little underdeveloped, and I'm not sure. As, they don't make that much For the sense. viewer, I don't know if you're supposed to like him. George but then at the end, when they end up together, you're like, oh, yeah, well, I guess that. I guess we were supposed to No, George like should him. have ended up with the with the black cop that helped Nina when yeah. she got yeah. when she got uh mugged. It would have that makes more sense or maybe George's type is kind of like self-absorbed people cuz you know sure. Jolie and Paul are sort of like yeah so they're in their own world likes, yeah you know I thought likes. they were going to call back the guy that worked at at the crib store, the I would have liked too. <laughs> he was a lot cuter. He was hot to trust. He's the type I mean, that I would have gone yeah. for. <laughs> he's in like one of those gingham. Everyone's in like a gingham yeah. shirt that like they pull their pants up to their belly button and wear oh, a belt. Man, yeah. And like it's a pleated khaki and a lot of mom jeans tucked in, tucked in t-shirts. Yeah, cinched pants. So then. Jennifer Aniston, while he's falling in love with Paul, is just like in the Hamptons. She's pregnant. It's summer. It's hot. She's, she's miserable. She's waiting for his call. Constance marches in, Allison Janney, yeah. and God bless her. She is just she kinda, saying everything she that we lays everything hear. on the table. Yeah. Like, that you're like, she's not wrong. Nursery school teachers are losers. <laughs> like, get over yourself. She's just like really like being a little mean. She's like, yeah, I don't have sex with my husband, but so what? Yeah, it's different. Maybe okay, you <laughs> she's not gay. And George is. Maybe you shouldn't try. 
I getting in a relationship with a gay man? Right. She's like, oh, for and starters. Then, what's totally glossed over for the whole rest of the movie, Alan Alda fully tells her that he would like, I, I know, he's like, oh yeah, I'd have an affair. And do you yeah, want money? That was And weird. then when he offers her offers money her cash? right after to Jen Franston, and it's so blase. The movie yeah, is sort of that's like, weird. Oh, that's the 90s. She mentions it to the to the cop. Yeah. but And he's sort of like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He should, was just like, I knew you white bitch is crazy. This movie so, is so weird. Jennifer Aniston <laughs> is waiting for Paul for Paul Rudd to call her, and you know Constance is like, he doesn't really care that much about you. That's yeah. true. Um, and so he finally calls. She goes back to Brooklyn alone because he wants to spend the night with this young spring chicken, yeah. Paul. Is that when he spends the night at Paul and Rodney's yes. apartment? And so she goes home, gets mugged. Yeah. But a very, like, humane. It's an easy it's mug. An easy yeah. mug. He just, just grabs, someone grabbing a purse. Grabs a purse. She you didn't know. do the over. I mean, you're living in Brooklyn. You got to have your purse, yeah. your strap over crossbody. So she goes to the police station and meets her consolation prize. Yeah, uh, a police officer. And the film then cuts to him driving her home, and he's actually gone out of uniform. Yeah, so a lot of time is a lot of time, of time has passed. But like the, the movie's not morning. interested in developing a love no. story for her or or Paul, really. To be yeah. frank, Seriously. I mean, um, not Paul George. George. That's so confusing. Yeah, the names are confusing. In George, this movie. and then it's Paul Rudd, but right. but there's a character named Paul. Yeah. So then, Thanksgiving comes around. Oh boy, this Thanksgiving is crazy. And just Thanksgiving with themselves, not uh, the Elson Janney and Alan. Yeah, Alda why character. don't she go to like? I don't she know. has family in the city. It's and a, also what's. What's George's family situation like? Do you think George still well, talks to his, his parents? Brother, yeah, he, his brother has. He's the best wedding. man at the at the brother's it's wedding. True. Yeah, and that they're in New York. The brother lives in New York, so yeah. It would have been. I feel like a better screenplay would have involved George's family. Involved yeah. George's family, as in like he comes out and his parents don't ever talk to him again, and the only <laughs> relationship he has is with his brother. But then his brother that been is interesting. sort of a bigger mess than he is. It's yeah. kind of a joke. He's had like nine fiancés and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, blah. yeah. So he's having this affair. Things are getting tense because Jennifer Aniston's picking up on it. You know, like she's showing up to dinners with him and he's, you know, ignoring her. Yeah. They all go to this really bad Shakespeare play. This is always um, a sign that, you know, uh, you're in trouble is they show up to see one of Paul's um, performances yeah. and it's like a modernized version of like it's King Romeo Lear. and Juliet. Was it Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. A, it was the masked ball scene, <laughs> and it's really bad. But yeah. for some reason, again, like the audience is sort of like this guy sucks. But yeah, we are not really led. The movie doesn't care about no, making us. He doesn't have redeeming qualities, but he's not bad enough to. Dunk, Don't like yeah. him, yeah. So and so then Rodney gets punched out. His the oh, older man, yeah, Nigel Hawthorne for he's punched out by Valerie Cherish's husband. Yes, from the comeback, yeah. Who Which directed also, the play? Punching out an old man. I know. Yeah, even if he's a critic, old man though. He was old. He was like, like that's gonna 80s, send him. That's gonna 60s. send him into the hospital. Yeah, yeah. But then that prompts Jennifer Aniston to somehow invite them to Thanksgiving. Sure. Yeah, which is a huge mess. I also get that Jennifer Aniston kind of likes the Nigel she Hawthorne likes, character. Yeah. He's yeah. like he's like the wise old man. When they're in the same situation, that gives her ah uh, yes, sound they advice. are in the same situation. They, they have both someone... of their characters kind of reflect each other. Yeah, 
Yeah. And at this point, we're in like hour 45 of the film. Oh, my God. And he straight up tells her at dinner. I know. He is a little rude. There are too many gay people at this dinner party. You're the only straight person here, and you're getting old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So, like, like, get your shit together. The movie suddenly is sort of like a, like, you know, the, like, fruit fly lament. Yeah. Like, the lonely life of the, like, woman who only yeah. hangs out with gay men. The hag. But <laughs> I wish they'd set that up more, too. Like, imagine if she had another yes. gay friend yeah. or something. Yeah. If anything, it would have set up Who Jen. moved away or something. Yeah. Jen befriending gay men. Right. But it doesn't quite go there. Well, it's like a character trait on Will and Grace that, like, Grace yeah. has had a string of... Boyfriends oh, that have she? turned out to be gay. Okay, yeah, that would have been a good character yeah. addition for her. Character. But that's maybe that's too wacky for this. Yeah, for the material maybe. Like, like if it's anything, too jokey. She's I don't know. okay. So she, I feel like the script that you're thinking of is that the Nina character is with Paul Rudd, and then he comes out to her, and then they get pregnant, and then they have to raise the baby. Or the yeah, mm, I, I was know. wondering how would you do an update of this script? I, I would have made it like a crime, true crime where <laughs> Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston murder her like ugly straight sure, boyfriend yeah. in a like a she does in a fit of rage and he agrees to cover it up mm-hmm. and then they start raising the child and their life is really perfect but then. There's like a, a cop hot – you know, there's like some like nosy investigator who sure. keeps threatening to uh, unravel their their like picture-perfect life. Okay. And then, like um, you know, the stakes just keep getting raised and they have to keep murdering another person <laughs> until the like bloody climax. Well, I was also thinking that in 1998, it wasn't even discussed a lot in pop culture or even just kind of society in general are gay men raising kids. Yeah. Sure. Together. Yeah. Which now, I mean, that's just like, but he's a teacher too. So they already set up that he's like good with kids and he understands. I mean, now it's a total different story that it's totally normal for couples to talk about, about raising a child. But it was also kind of surprising at the time for his character to be out and a, and a teacher, a teacher and a of young, young teacher, children. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't afraid of losing his job. A lot of yeah. parents are very touchy about that. Yeah, I remember even when I was in college, I had uh, a few friends who worked at like the local daycare, like for the professors and the yeah. TAs, whoever had children. And the girl assistants, without fail, always were asked to babysit. Would get paid really well. Would clean up. And there were male ones, and they would never, yeah, get asked to babysit because it was very like mm, not going to yeah. ask like a twenty-two-year-old man to watch to my watch six-year-old yeah, child for sure. Mm-hmm. And there's always this like weird like and, yeah, but they do. They love George. He's like a celebrity. They even treat these like these plays he puts oh, on us. Goodness. Everyone's talking about this goddamn play like yeah. it is opening off Broadway and, the and way it's just the, the kids, coast of the town. The way he the talks kids are about acting. like he talks about like his opening night. Yes, yeah. the movie opens and ends with plays that George has put on. One yeah. is The Little Mermaid, which obviously plays into the themes of like unrequited love oh, yeah. and like. You know, it's a little oh, clever. I, I never way. even thought of that. Very much. So. Yeah. What was the last? What was they the they last just play? start singing, a, just singing an inspirational song. Yeah. song that sort of helps the movie move on, and everyone's They're singing "You Gotta Be" by Desiree. They are, yeah. <laughs> and it's one of the Modern Family children. It is. It's Sarah Highland. I was gonna say, like, as we're watching it, okay, everyone spot the future 
child stars in this scene. Well, Liam Aiken. That were just like working the rounds. Yeah. yeah. If you ever needed a kid in a 90s movie. Yeah. Right. So anyway, back to the Thanksgiving. It's awkward as it's oh an God. awful th- Thanksgiving. Rodney leaves. Everyone's so tense. It's it's and not she's going like, well. I'm gonna wash these dishes and just starts like angrily Paul washing dishes. To, Paul asked to stay. He did. Too. And then they still like got horny and had sex even yeah. after this like emotionally fraught yes. dinner that be- essentially was the beginning of the end where you just felt like, Okay, there's no way that things are gonna continue on. Yeah. Because Paul says goodnight to Nina as she's washing the dishes, and she stops and looks at him like she's going to She looks like she's in a deck an artery. Yeah. yeah. With like a kitchen knife. And that's where we get their their first and kind of only fight in the film, yeah. is he comes out at three in the morning after banging Paul on. Oh, yeah. He was just like giving it to Paul. Just Paul was just towel. like, he needed bed rest. Oh, he was yeah. like, oh, I need ice cream. Paul like, was, he was like, <laughs> waiting, like he'd yeah. had the flu. You he's know? waiting he's just for like, some wet wipes. He needed ripped, electrolytes. Uh, yeah. You know, I think <laughs> Paul had a lot of pent up sexual energy. I think he probably so. hadn't slept with. Uh, uh, he, I mean, do you think he slept with anyone between telling her he'd raise the baby until he met Paul? I don't probably know. Probably not. I wouldn't. I don't think he was. I don't think he would have been bold enough to bring anybody back to the apartment. No. And I don't think he would have been bold enough to stay out overnight. And we were talking about this earlier. It's sort of like, did he have porn? Like, there's no internet. Yeah. He's like, got no TV in his room. Like, Does he have a laptop? I mean, he could have had some magazines he in his. He seems kind of like a square. Like, yeah. maybe he didn't. So he was just like. Not probably jerking off. Imagination. Very much. He just had a, yeah, a, but, a really also, old spank bank. Maybe. And also, just <laughs> sort of, what's Paul? What's George's life outside of this house? Does he have friends? Does he have his brother that he hangs out with? Not really. Just his brother. Well, I think his school life takes up most of his time. But he goes on dates. You know, he's more like relationship focused. Oh yeah, dad. he gets set up with this daddy bear. He does. He Leather goes on a, da- a disaster date, which and this there's is when, nothing wrong with. And this, this guy. is when, at the time when, sort of, the leather community would have been passed off as a joke in a movie. Just taboo. Yeah, yeah. very like bird very cagey. Yeah. yeah, police academy. It's not quite as mainstream as it as it is now. And he keeps in running into him over the yeah. course of the film, and it's awkward. Yeah. Um, but he also, yeah, he, he must not have had sex very often so then he gives it to Paul who needs oh, yeah. ice cream cuz he's like oh i just you know the thanks the post thanksgiving fuck is always <laughs> the most strenuous they stuff that turkey yeah um and that's where Jennifer Aniston just loses it on him and is like you can't sleep with other people we're going to raise a baby together you yeah. can't be in love with well she she says you can't be in love with someone yeah so. essentially and then she throws the ice cream. Throws the ice cream at the I door. Love, I really love when she throws the ice cream. And, okay, it's 3 a.m. in the morning. It's post-fuck. George is in a towel. Paul is He's lying on the bed. In, just, like, a bedroom the size of a coffin. Yeah. Just, like, probably, like... So oh, he can hear oh, everything that's like, going on. <laughs> you he know? must have, like... Imagine, like, being privy to that. Like, you're just, like, I want some, like... You know, Rocky Road. He just needs a he hear, just like, needs a wet hand towel to like yeah. clean up, and then you hear like <laughs> I was gonna some say as Paul's fireworks. just sitting yeah. there, probably just like hearing his knows. name because she says his name like a ten lot. times in a row. No, no attempt at whispering. No, because I would have loved all. like an angry whisper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have been a fun. <laughs> that would have been a fun way to but play no, the scene. They, yeah, no. because he's right there. But yeah. no, no, she didn't care. She's yeah. pr- like nine months pregnant. Yeah, she feels like she's pregnant for. Like oh yeah, she's, she's 
fully pregnant. It's the for longest like cinematic three years pregnancy. In this movie. Yeah, but I mean, it cuts to the very next day. Is it the wedding? It's the wedding. It's very the wedding. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. I, it might have been some time passing. There may have been some time passing, but I. I, I feel, feel like, like it's the next it, day. I feel like he made. They got married the of, day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's weird. That is not okay. I, I when yeah. couples. How do you feel about couples who pick their wedding day on holidays? Week. Yeah, agreed. I don't really like it either. And people yeah. are always like, "Well, it's convenient. You get the day off." And I'm like, "Look, no, I don't want to spend. I can like tell my work." Yeah, that I'm going to a wedding. That's always such a like off. gold. Yeah. Stand, you know, anything else? There's like very few things you can tell your work without yeah. guilt that yeah. you just want time off. So we end up at at uh, the brother's wedding. George makes this lovely toast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks kind about of Nina. he, he kind, like of, kind of his brother. kind of inappropriate. Uh, that's true. He's like roasting yeah. him in that. But then he does. toast. He roasts the brother. Talks about like. All the other girls that could have been there or something, yeah. but I mean, Jen, but uh, Nina ends up kind of misty, yeah, at the, at the listening to it, yeah. And they she have their little off. moment where they share their dance, and it's the it's everything that they learned together. Yes, they took up this hobby as a as it like a off. couple, and yeah. it pays off in this scene. It does, and then they go to the next room, which is clearly a different location. It's yeah, clearly a different <laughs> set because it looks like they were on the wedding was on like a houseboat. Yes. Yeah. But she kind of, it kind of, she kind of breaks it all down in the other room, and she admits that she's been in love with him, and she wants him to be in love with her, and she understands and knows that he never will be, and she needs to just get over it. And she does some acting; she's got close-ups, her brows are snatched, the makeup is good, the tears are convincing. You're just like, this is a star. And she and says, like, what do you want? And he says, I want Paul. I want Paul. Yeah, he does. And <laughs> yeah. that's very, like, really? And we, we all were, like, Paul's yeah. around, like, six months. Yeah. But then suddenly they do cut to, like, five years later. And, and that, Paul. to me, is, like, the most incredulous plot yeah. point. The fact that Paul was still around. Yeah. And then also when you think about it, like, wow. Like, them as New Yorkers, like, September 11th has happened. It has <laughs> happened in their already, life. And they're just clapping much, and happy. How like. much in their life is like, changed Well, it's 2003 now. at this point. So it's like 03, right? Yeah. So 9-11's, like, long gone in their minds. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, so they're having this crazy, like, deep conversation. And he says, I want Paul. And she's just like, fuck. And then all of a sudden, she, like... Her We're water led breaks. to assume that her water breaks. Cut right to the hospital room. The baby knew. Baby Molly knew. Yeah. She was like, I'm not coming into this world until yeah. she they has, need, like, there's closure. So she names the baby Molly after Paul's favorite drug. <laughs> his favorite wish, recreational drug. Paul, like, that was what Paul <laughs> was Paul, doing Paul, on George. his... George. No, I was going to say, like... But no, Paul's oh, favorite drug. Yeah. Paul's favorite drug. I was going to say, like, it's not... Actually, George, Paul might be that's square... G H yeah, or like ketamine, <laughs> fentanyl. Yeah. You the kids these days, you people are like, <laughs> they found fentanyl. I'm like, what the what hell? The fuck? People yeah. are doing fentanyl. You're I def- don't think they're doing it on purpose. I oh, is I that, hope isn't not. it? Is I, I, mean, I think it's accidental. I hope it is. And that's Paul, fucked up. And Paul definitely looks like the type where you would have to choke oh. him during oh. sex. He's a circuit gay for sure. Yeah, yeah. he's like 120 he's pounds. The, he's the pass around party yeah. bottom. Yeah. He's got the cool like, I mean, I think he's pretty sexy. He's got he flirts with like a unibrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um definitely seems like the party bottom yeah. pass around. He goes he's on Fire Island a lot. A yeah. lot. But um yeah, so we've got we have the baby. Oh, she has the baby. Uh the 
the square, you know, biological father oh, makes right. an appearance. They yeah. kind of, uh, I guess everything kind of works out with him. Because yeah. I mean, he's not that bad of a guy. Right? No, too. Just, I don't know why. Just, we're not right t- together. You, the audience don't like him. You just think he's kind of funny looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then George is now a principal. Yes, that's how he knows. Five years later, George is now the principal. He got that promotion, and Molly is. Hopefully, this, he's making like twenty grand a year. At, at, at least, point. I would. I would imagine. And at this point, two thousand three, the Clintons have moved to town. Oh yeah, like that neighborhood. Constant. Get the yeah, fuck Constance out. is like. Going to lunch with Jizz Lane. What's her name? What's her <laughs> yeah. name? Jizz Lane. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously, it's it's a different world in New York City. Giuliani's been in town for yeah forever, um, and a little bit of nepotism in this in this you know opening oh, yeah. night. Is it Molly's the Molly's lead. the lead yeah. in the in the play singing Desiree, a dated Desiree song by two thousand. It was already I know, right? Yeah. 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 Kind of dated in '98. What <laughs> what what would they have been singing in '03? Do you think? Yeah. I don't like Panic at the Disco. I don't know. Uh, like, no, she wouldn't have been singing. Um, what, what about You Had a Bad Day? Remember that one? That was like a Daniel Powder '2000s jam. That would have been like Daniel Powder. Yeah, '06. Yeah, yeah. No, she would have not like Vanessa Carlton. Oh yeah, yeah. probably she one of been those. Like, yeah. Make one, him away. Yeah, down, no, down. I feel like it would probably be like Michelle Branch. Michelle Branch. Yeah, yeah. But I just want it to be that little piano, like, yeah. yeah. It would have fit in <laughs> well with worked. the aesthetic. Yeah. This film is very, we were talking about this, very, like, remember in the late 90s, those alternative rock stations? Yes. Like 100.3. Yeah. That would just be, very VH1. You know, yeah. Show Crow. The Coffee House. Jewel. Mm-hmm. That was a, like a, Hazel. a channel on yeah. XM Radio, The yeah. Coffee House. <laughs> oh, man, I can't with Sister Hazel. <laughs> and I, you guys, I really like that song by Sister Hazel. Or Todd Toad, The Wet Sprocket, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, this weird fucking movie that I feel like <laughs> is just no one remembers. No, and it does. No one talks about this movie now. I think bringing up 9-11 is interesting because it is very much a pre-9-11. Oh, yeah. Movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, Things just got a lot darker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. I think that's our cue. Yeah. But... Um, also, can we just talk about Jennifer Aniston and her filmography? I mean, she's had a she's an, bigger than ever. Interesting yeah, she film is. career, and she looks great today. She looks great oh, today. I, she she has a she has a big Apple series coming up with Reese Witherspoon, yes. where they're like running like a morning show. I just or watched Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler, Did and you? I was charmed. I'll I've have heard you know. that. I mean, I haven't watched. I've yeah. heard that it's the best of the Netflix Adam Sandler movies. Oh, well, easy! Yeah. But he they're just, all garbage. He just so. had a big movie at Toronto this year that he's getting a I lot think of. Always every year, they're like, one. he's gonna win. He's yeah, gonna get nominated, yeah. and then like nothing. it doesn't. Happen. Yeah, but yes, but I you're feel right. like Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd could star together in a movie today. Oh, and yeah. it would be, look like no time I, has passed. I think they should. <laughs> Object two. What would the plot be? Molly's in Oop. college. Okay. Uh... I'm trying to think and of what would be good. I feel like it, it should be. Remember that uh, that Paul Rudd movie that he did with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, where he was yeah. dating her. I feel like it would be like a 23 year old dating like 50 year old Paul Rudd. Okay, my mind went angle. to a dark place. I think I think Molly is a lesbian and she's pregnant and uh, she has a straight guy best friend that wants to help her. Okay, move forward. All right. My with bad. her life I also and the baby. think that George should be dating a like a twenty five year old. Oh fuck too. yeah. 
Because George is going to be hot. He'll still be in 2019. Mm-hmm. I was going more like they're thrown together because like one has like a foreign lover that they want to marry, and then their visa's denied, so the other <laughs> one steps in to like marry them, you know. Sure. And then it's this like another complicated love triangle. Okay. Situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This would have to be like a limited. George, ha- George has to like fake gay marry Nina's. Husband, fiance, because like she something, yes, exactly. But he's a straight guy. I'm hooked. (laughs) I'm in. Jen and Paul, Jen and Paul, give us a ring. Give us a ring, you guys. Give us like we'll write it up for you. And Allison (laughs) Janney too can be. Oh yeah, for sure. She's running for Congress or something at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. Or she did a Housewives stint. Yeah, Yeah. or like a Food Network. Show, Food, yes, she's a barefoot contestant. Is Alan Alda still with us? Right? I believe he is. Alan Alda is one of those celebrities, kind of like Valerie Harper recently. That I would always think is no are they yeah. are they still yeah. are they still alive? Like, do I have to do a Google search to find out? <laughs> Which if, again, if Alan Alda is still alive, <laughs> Alan Alda and Allison Janney, that was like a shady oh man couple. They hate like, each where, other, but also like she's clearly like significantly younger than him. Yeah. and they still like we're like this looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, do we have any final thoughts on? Yeah, I mean, I just keep stressing this movie, kind of forgotten about. Yeah, the object of my affection that no Uma. one talks about. I wonder what they would say about it. Paul and Jen, because I think it was just kind of a commercial disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Not like a huge flop, but like they probably thought it would catap- you know, help catapult their careers, but it didn't really. Yeah. Yeah. She had a few picture picture perfect. I feel like was I another confuse, one that I never didn't this a play. lot with picture perfect. That was Jay and that's Moore, the, and that's the one where she's always like the bridesmaid, never the bride, yes. and she yeah. falls in love with the wedding photographer. Yeah, and right. Ke- yes, and keep in mind this is the era of the romantic comedy gold rush. Sandra Bullock, Julia oh, Roberts. Yes. This was that yes. era where it was, gold and they rush, wanted. Sure. I think they wanted Jul- Jennifer Aniston to be the next big name for sure. and she never was yeah but the truth is she like kind of came back and just kind of became an out and out comedic actress yes not so much a romantic comedy lead I was wondering was this the time that she was di- beginning the date Brad Pitt I, I assume I don't remember yes because I feel like Brad Pitt was still with Gwyneth in 98 yeah he was and I don't think they got together probably until 99 2000 yeah yeah yeah, well, it was charming. It had its charms. Uh, it I feel like it, it was made strides for. I have to for, give for the, the movie the credit for doing a movie that revolves around a gay man, and like you were saying at the beginning, that it, it doesn't involve him dying of AIDS, sure, or uh, or coming out, coming out, and it's very matter of fact, and even how it introduces him too. Yeah, that this is a this is an out gay man yeah. living yeah. his it's, life. It suffered from him being a little. Boring because I think they were just afraid of making him too sexualized. Yeah, they didn't Uh, want to turn off. Yeah, but so it was kind of a give and take. So at least we had some. You know, it wasn't a cliche gay movie. Yeah, it was verse. There you go. Yeah, very nice. Well, thanks for coming on, Mike. Thank you for having me a second time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. our our first all star. Oh, all star! (laughs) You can come back anytime. Yeah, for sure. That what kind of fun. movie would you want to do next time? Something you come on? a little more fun. <laughs> I mean, this was a bit of a dry turkey breast. 
but I love it. Yeah, and it's a movie that you grew up on. This is it like is. this was a staple yeah. of the video store in it, the late nineties. It does make me realize I was a pretty like bland, boring <laughs> adolescent. And we all were. But we, we, it I took mean, us time to get to be the like, like the, uh, the oversexed queens yeah, we are like, now. I can yeah. see. I could see like. Uh, like a 16-year-old me, this would be the movie poster that I would have gotten from the video store and like hung up in my room. And Elegant. You have, and you would have said that you just thought Jane Aniston was really hot. hot. I just, yeah. <laughs> hot. She is hot. Oh, man. Oh, well, man. thanks again for coming on Thank the show, you. man. Uh, everybody out there listening, you can find us uh, on social media at Movies That Made Us Gay on Instagram and Facebook. You can also find us at, on Twitter at MTMUGpod. Also, give us five stars. Yes, give us five stars. Five. Five of them. And also leave a review if you like us, if uh, you thought we were funny. If you didn't think we were funny, fuck off. We don't want to hear Stop from you. Stop listening. No. <laughs> Change the channel. But thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye.